Welcome everybody to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva. Uh, sit aside, my beautiful co-host. Co-host. Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. And then today we have a guest uh, for the first time since we brought the c- podcast back. We have a guest, Brittany McCann. Hello. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Being weird. Jinx. Yeah. We're jinxing our hello. <laughs> Pinch poke, you owe me a Coke. No, Take I said it jinx first. <laughs> Take it back old school. It's uh, It's been a while since we've had a guest, so you're the first guest. And like, uh, who did we have no before pressure. that? Yeah. Uh, so you need know. to perform. That means the bar is low. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last guest we had was Shane. Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> no, was he Tillman? No, no. It was oh, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. that's besides the point. Anyways. You're here today. It was it's a long time you. ago. <laughs> it's because I'm like, where's the podcast at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we'll start off and talk a little bit about you, um, where you're from, or we can run through the questions. It doesn't matter. So the biggest thing, like, you just introduce yourself. Yeah. Don't make it weird. Like, don't let him make it weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm already making it weird. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brittany McCann. I'm from Montana. This feels like Chinese when you first speak your first. But, your first intro with Chinese language. What part of Montana are you from? Um, I'm from like right in the mountains, the Livingston, Bozeman area, and then also Great Falls, which is where Malmstrom Air Force Base is, Oof. which is where I moved here from. Yeah, it's close to lots of stuff, but it's not very pretty there. Does it look like Yellowstone? Yellowstone's where I was, and then Great Falls is closer to Glacier Park. So. I want to take a trip out there at some point. I know somebody else from Montana, and like she always talked about it. Uh, Lieutenant Z. Gotta go to Flathead Lake. Oh, you remember Lieutenant Z? Mm -hmm. She was from Montana. Yep. Mm -hmm. She she would always talk about it, like how beautiful it was. Yeah, we'd have our little Montana word chat. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Our lingo from Montana and Canada, you know. They call us Southern Canada. Southern Canada. (laughs) I want to go visit, but I don't know if it's somewhere I would want to live. I don't want to live there, but it's great to visit. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's too many bears. Snow. Oh, snow too. Yeah. yeah. It gets I want too cold. snow. Eight to ten months of the year is too much snow. Yeah, that is too much snow. I just like... If really? That much? If it's gonna be cold, like I want it to snow. I don't want it to be cold for no reason. That's dumb. Like hair where it's just ugly and brown. Yeah. It just like gets really cold, but it's still like just dry. Ugh. Yeah. And then when it snows, it's like black ice. It's not even like good snow. Well, this past winter didn't even snow. But the we got a little bit. We got a dusting school like two years before that it got crazy with those damn snowstorms yeah Yeah, it was out of control i think like even when i was here for tech school in 08 like we had one of those snowstorms that came through and we were actually me and a couple of my friends went to dallas for thanksgiving and we got stuck like we couldn't drive back we got stuck in like abilene yeah they shut everything down here i like though i like that though that I've never had things shut down for snow in my life until I lived in Texas. <laughs> you were out there It's like negative snow. 50. You're still going to school and work. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible. It is bad. But states like that, like they're prepared for it. So the streets are salted and yeah. you have vehicles yeah, here with nothing. chains. And Did you guys have to have like the heaters on your car engine and stuff there? Uh, some people would have block heaters. Yeah. What's weird is like going back now, like most people don't have a garage. Like houses weren't made with garages, which you would think in a place that has such terrible Cold. weather so much of the time that you I'm like, well, my car's under snow i'm going back to bed <laughs> we also don't have air conditioning even though it gets hot in the summer oh really yeah i die i made my dad when i go visit i made him buy like an in-window cooler <laughs> nice i'm like i can't handle this one it's like 90 degrees oh my Dang, gosh that's crazy 
even when it gets hot there, is there still like leftover snow from? Uh, well, it depends how far up in the mountains you are, but there's always at least a little bit in most of the peaks. But um, where my dad's house is, um, it cools off at night. So you open your windows at night and it's nice where here it just stays hot. Yeah. And it never gets cold for like three months. That's I mean, that's true. like Tennessee. It gets cool at night. It gets hot in Tennessee, though. Yeah. I mean, it gets hot, but it gets cool at night and you open up the windows. Let's get yeah. freaked out with the bugs now. Yeah. Like, there's so many bugs here. They never die. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able if like, if the window didn't have a screen, I wouldn't be able to sleep with, with it open. No, they're still getting in. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. My brother lives like way back in the woods and he has like no screens <laughs> on, on his the, serial on the, killer. On the, on the side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, he has like no curtains on any of his windows, no screens, nothing. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, living in the mountains. That's normal. I remember like we stayed there the first time after he had his house built and uh, we were like sleeping in my nephew's room and I'm like, I cannot, like, I don't want you walking by in the morning and I'm like, asleep and your windows are just open you can see me through the porch (laughs) i was like tacking blankets (laughs) (laughs) make your own blackout that's funny yeah it's so uncomfortable i don't even though there's nobody out there like i'd still be freaked out like somebody's looking in you never know well like the road he lives on it goes over a creek so it's like um it's a gravel like shitty road really is the i don't know what you would really call it but Whenever it rains, the whole road washes out. They have to bring in more gravel. But like the, that one time, my brother was like, oh, there will be nobody out here. Like nobody comes down this road. There's no houses past mm-hmm. ours. And there was like street workers at the bottom of the driveway that morning. <laughs> I was like, you told us there would be nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. I want, I want everything closed when I sleep. Yeah. I want darkness. Uh, All right. You're from Montana. Yes. What else? I'm from Montana. Um, Air Force vet. I did 12 years in the military, uh, full-time Air National Guard, most of it. Mm -hmm. I was with Montana, Salt Lake, and then uh, here in San Angelo, Texas, Mm -hmm. which is, now I'm still here. And I became a contractor, and I've been a contractor, I think, 11 years now. I would have hit 20 last year, so. What made you stay in San Angelo? Um, Honestly, just having a job. Like, when I was in Montana, it was I was working odd jobs when I first got out of the military. Yeah. And I ended up coming back in and coming here. Yeah. So then I ended up kind of falling into these contract positions and having freedom and flexibility as a single mom is, you know, I, yeah. can, I can leave if I need to. I can set my hours how I want as long as I meet the operational needs. Nice. And it's hard to find that in any job. So yeah. that's really been the main reason. I'm always ready to leave. Yeah. But... I just don't have a, a good out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping like I can just detach from the military and make enough money on my own and work from home one yeah. day. But hell yeah, that's my dream. That's too. my yeah, that's my goal. But I'm not there yet. So, so the 12 years you did, you had a break in service in between. Yeah, um, I did Montana. I was with the Montana Air National Guard, and then I, when I cross trained, I went with Salt Lake Unit, and uh, I took off like right about a year. And it was kind of when the economy crashed, I was looking at other jobs and uh, going and, and using my language. And I ended up, it was when the hiring freeze happened in 2008 to 2009. Yeah. So in 2009, I was actually trying to go reserve and there just was nothing that could give me a full-time position. And then San Antonio called me and said, hey, we want you to go help out San Angelo because they used to have a guard unit here. And uh, they were doing the instructional work and came down here and then that kind of all fell apart and I got offered a contract position around that same time 
So I just kind of moved from one contract to another, and then I've been with the same one 11 years with the same company, which is quite a long time as a contractor. Do you um, keep your language skills up, Not or really. do you let them fall off? It's okay. I like I can, I can read okay still Chinese, but the grammar of Chinese is much different than English, so my grammar is terrible. Like I can still say things, but it'll be very butchered grammar. But listening, I think I'm terrible at listening in any language, so <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of autofill everything anyway. So, But I, you listen to so many audiobooks. <laughs> I do, but I can autofill what people are saying. So. I listen at like 2.5 speed. Oh my gosh, she does it at three points. Yeah, sometimes. Three. It depends yeah. how slow they talk. Well, that's what we were talking about on, I think, probably our last, like in the last couple podcasts is, like, depending on who the reader is, like, if, I, like if it's I a man... The, they're the reading exa- slow. Yeah, like if it's it just <laughs> the example I gave, like it's I was listening bullshit. to this book <laughs> and true. like the main protagonist in the book was from Scotland. Oh, and yeah. And so with his they, accent, mm. like I couldn't listen to it on three speed because he talks slow, but I had to like <sighs> hear the like, enunciation. Yeah, the lack of finish of yeah. words. And so, or if it's like a British reader, which I listen to a lot of books that have British too. readers. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have the uh, most audio narrators. Yeah. And so... um I like sometimes I'll have to slow them down to like 2.75, but typically I always listen on three. My series British. <laughs> I tried to make my son's uh, Alexa British and then Australian. He got mad at me. <laughs> I had to put it back to English. Well, for the ki- Alexa, this that thing makes me nuts. But the kids will change her name all the time. Does your son do that? No, but he doesn't have the controls. I have them. I just gave him the dot, but um, that's what our kids have is the dot. But they'll be like, hey, like only answer to zigzag or something oh yeah and like to yeah. talk to it you have to be like zigzag set an alarm because <laughs> they learn it's all so these things on freaking youtube so what he does is more things like making her fart and nice. telling jokes and well yeah more like, of the boy, such a boy. Yeah. <laughs> i don't even know if you've noticed it but if you set an alarm they have some kind of cat setting yeah so like, you're like set an alarm it's like, it's like why <laughs> no this one growls funny. like yeah. the one downstairs no i think he just he's looking for her to do gross things and or he makes her rap all the time nice <laughs> That's funny. Kids. Yeah, he hasn't gone that far. I'm like, I can't, like the cat setting, it's on all of them. And so we have them in all the kids' rooms, basically for like the drop-in feature. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I use that all the so time. Great. I'll call him when I'm out. So yeah. I was Googling, like we had one in our kitchen so I could listen to music when I was cooking. And I was Googling like cheap intercom systems for the house because at the time we had like a big loft upstairs. And when the kids were up there, I could yell like as loud as possible, but they just wouldn't hear me. And like most of the things we're saying like, Hey, just get a Alexa. They're like $30 and they can talk yeah. to each other. Mm-hmm. And so now they're in like all the rooms. Well, in our can, house. I can drop in it from my phone. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then yeah. I've got one video one That's how we in are. my, in my, uh, kitchen living room area. Is that, is that one video mm-hmm. or like you could see video the show? No, like well, I can drop in from my phone and it's like a FaceTime. Oh. And then I linked, I have inside cameras for like when we leave, but if I leave the house like right now, I'll turn them on so I can drop in on the videos too. And like we have it hooked up VR. to yeah. <laughs> we have it's it like full to our Roomba, so yeah. like I can be like start the Roomba. <laughs> yeah, I, I have an off-brand and it doesn't work. No. I need a new one. It's <laughs> like it's convenient just to have like everything mm-hmm. connected. But he's like everybody's just listening to everything we say. I'm like, they're doing it anyway. Yeah. You have a smartphone, right? That's you what have a I'm smartphone. saying. They're already doing it. Like we had this argument. Like if you have any kind of device, if you have a TV, somebody's listening. You have a computer. Right. Like right now we're being monitored. You like, have internet. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, she don't think so. She's like, just, no, you have to. I have to. nothing to hide, so I just don't yeah. care. I just, I just don't care. That's how, that's how I, I don't feel. think like. Yes, I think there's AI out there that's like sifting through for like keywords. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't think there's like people who are like, let me monitor the devices in this house. Like, well, I, just, I think unless you picked up a keyword, like there's just not enough manpower. Yeah. So I think like unless you have been targeted in some way or or been highlighted as a threat, I think it's highly unlikely. Now here. I know Spinstra used to listen in on us on bass. Whoa. <laughs> you used to be able to hear it when you had those ghetto cell phones. You could hear it. It would get staticky. That's not classified. But I don't it? know. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think. I don't even know. No. It. I don't think they do it anymore. But No, they, but it's like, I mean, even like in the military, we're such a small portion of people and we can't constantly be monitored. Like we're monitored after the fact, right? We're more likely being monitored by Chinese people because yeah. they get the list of graduates. So they always have your name. Oh, we're definitely, the Chinese definitely got us. They're going to pull you back for your Chinese language. We'll see. <laughs> They're going to have like, to retrain me. <laughs> yeah, retrain me. Uh, somebody was telling me, like, like, TikTok is the number one thing that they monitor and they pull all the information from. So oh, if you have if you have TikTok. I don't. Like I, I'm anti-TikTok. Oh, I'll watch they, it, but I don't post. Well, I'll, no, 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 no. Like, I'll watch if you TikTok have, videos from Facebook. Well, <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. But I don't ever have a TikTok because it can go into your phone and it can get to your your network settings. So if once it's on your phone, if you've ever connected to your wireless, now it can get into your wireless and yeah. go to your devices. Or if you go to a public location, then it can go in between devices there, just like any public wireless. Yeah. Or if you were a business, I feel like that's the higher threat person mm. is that there's been business secrets that they said they've gotten this is what I think I think if there's a Chinese actor out there who says you know what I want to do be in Hollywood anyway with phone you fucking have at it guy well that's, like, that's <laughs> kind of where I'm at I'm like I just don't I have nothing to hide yeah I just don't you're not posting classified stuff on discord I mean oh my god <laughs> I mean I could like pretend I was so I could be cool like some people oh my gosh it's such a wild ride uh, yeah. and he's from tennessee too no he's not the hitman's from tennessee oh, the oh hitman. yeah the hitman oh yes. my gosh the, the, the guard, the guard didn't have a good week this, uh, this past week yeah, i'm, I'm not in the guard anymore so <laughs> i don't claim it like the more i read about this hitman thing like the wilder the story gets like it just keeps getting it's like all the people we get to hide out in montana like ted kaczynski and even one of the one of the um guys that was shooting people from the top of buildings that came and hid out in montana on their way to washington and i feel like it would be hard to find you in montana like it there's is. a lot of space there and we don't have very many people it's wonderful yeah <laughs> <laughs> want to be a hermit in the woods one day that would be like if ideal. it's like uh like people there just have bunkers full of like Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, doomsday preppers. Yeah, we had a whole food storage room. Well, because you're also in the mountains, so the mountain pass will close. Like, you genuinely need to have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have generators because your power will... You just know. You live in a different survival mindset, so... I just I just like that the nuclear... If we get hit, it's going to, like, vaporize. I don't want to survive nuclear fallout. Like, yeah. that would be terrible. I, I don't I just want to die <laughs> I don't want to live like I don't want to live in that like I'm, that it's gonna be, it'll be like the road to... have you read that one the Which road one? the road yeah I love that book that's I a know. good one it was a good one that's I was great. so sad when I watched the movie though yeah it is sad but I think they did a good job I'm pretty that sure movie. that thing won a Pulitzer it did yeah. it was I mean it's I think it's one of the only horror novels that did no, it's oh, hard it's, it's classified horror it is that is a horror novel yeah, I remember when I first read it I didn't like it I was like ugh 
Okay. I think you made fun of me for it. I did. <laughs> for reading it, I actually. Totally yeah. Did. yeah. It's a good book, though. At least you can understand that you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was way wrong. It won a fucking award. Yeah, it's good. So, I, yeah. I wanted to ask you about your reading. Like, how do you pick the books you read? Because you read such, like, a vast array everything. of genres. Yeah, yeah, I'll read any genre. Wait, read, give the number of books that you've read. Um, This year, I think I'm almost at 180. Last year, I read 461, I think. Um, but I listen at work, too, because yeah. I'm back in my office by myself, so I'm able to usually just put on headphones. Um, but total, you have, like, I, I looked at your Goodreads, and she Oh, so you know, I'm not sure. Well, I have so many in it's my... It's almost 30,000. Well, that's my TBR, though. That's my to-be-read. That's not the ones I've actually read. I think... I don't, I don't actually know what... No, I think those are the books that you've actually read, because it says, like, when you click on your name, it'll show you, like, the books that you've TBR, read. I think that's your TBR, though. I don't think it's that high. I think I sent you a friend request, and you Did haven't you? accepted, oh, too. Oh, really? She I doesn't want to be your friend. I'm Maybe friend. I don't want to be your friend. It's terrible. Anyways, follow her on Goodread. Follow all of us on Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brittany L. McCann, I think. At some point, i got to change over to You're an just author. Regular. Author profile. <laughs> I have one friend on Goodreads. Is it, it your wife? It's her. Yeah. <laughs> it's Holly. Yeah, because it says... At least she didn't like so block you. <laughs> you've read 185 this year, but it says 28707, and it doesn't look like your TBR list. It looks like your books you've read. Oh, man. Let me Because they're like all app. your challenges are in here. I hate the Goodreads. I spent... That's my social site, though, is Goodreads. I don't really use anything else for social. I have a group that I started in 2016. And now I have like over 5,000 members. Yikes. So that's on. where a lot of the books we read come from. So like Buddy Reads, just something that's new I'll go through. I have three different Libbies that I go through and like, oh, that looks good. Or I've heard of that or they're making a movie out of this. Um, and then we do a lot of reading challenges on Goodreads. Yeah. So it's like specific tasks. Like um, one of the ones I'm in right now is called Turf Wars. And we like you try and, and compete with other teams and so there's like a list every every round so i'll just kind of go off of that oh i already had this book that i wanted to read and if it's available on libby i'll go read it um but yeah i just read everything uh speculative fiction is probably my favorite because i like fantasy horror sci-fi um but i love psych thrillers like if they're good yeah psych thrillers either good or terrible there's no in between really so like I was telling him, like some of the books that I've read specifically because I saw like if I see somebody that I know reads a lot and they give a book of five stars, then I'll be like, oh, I want to read that. Um, but I typically and I'm like the worst, right? Because I'll give everything a five star unless it was really terrible. And then I'll give you like a three or a four star. That's OK, though. Like I think I've when I got way more critical when I did my master's degree in English. Yeah. And I got, and, and doing it and, and working Because towards. you give like no joke reviews. Well, I try to. And then I also am like, oh, okay. Like when I go back, d- did I like this book? Then it's easier to talk with other people yeah. about it and and um, let them know. And like I do, I have two in-person book clubs here in San Angelo along with the online one. So then I usually read it way before we have book club and then I can go back and refresh my memory. Yeah. Remember which characters. I try and put names and places. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember this book. Like some of them stick with you forever. Yeah. And some of them were like mediocre. So you're like, eh. I know like you guys. So I always want to like go to these meetings. You I guys know, have. I invite it you guys. It just like never lines up with our time. Yeah. But like I know, did you guys actually read the slammed books? We Was did read just the first one. Yeah, we read yeah. the first one. It's like... I liked it, but I'm like, man, you just don't get the same if you don't read them all. Well, I just don't understand that book. My issue with that book is like, why did he need to be her teacher? Like yeah, that added nothing. Is this that one added, of the important books? 
No. no. He, thinks, <laughs> he thinks every book that has love no, in it is a porn no. book. No, so I'm in a Facebook group called Cliterature. <laughs> <laughs> and it is specifically about erotica. Like spicy books? Yeah. It, is, it is called, it is my favorite. Like I saw the I name to, and I I'm like, this is brilliant. This, oh, this, this so is brilliant. Great. I love that. And, and the things I recommend, sometimes I'll go read them. Like if they're like a bunch of people like the Ice Planet Barbarians is um, made for cat ladies. It's like in space. And uh, the first book's pretty... I give it a three star, but it's kind of terrible. <laughs> it's made for cat women, like I swear. Like he has cat features and he purrs. Oh yeah. But I saw That's a student that bring that weird. book into the skiff, and I'm like, is she bringing it to show people? Like, because it's it's pretty a crazy genre book. It's like they're in space and aliens, and they have cat features. And and I, I stopped her in the hall one day, and I'm like, so what do you think of that book? She's like, oh, I've never read it. Like, I liked the cover. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come back to my office after you read it. And then I ended up doing setup in her classroom. And, like, she avoids me at all costs now. <laughs> I'm like, hey, how was that book? And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you made her uncomfortable. Oh, man, I made her so uncomfortable. I thought it was going to be something we'd laugh about. Like, like oh, I'm man. sorry. That's it was funny. weird for you. <laughs> Well, I told her, I'm like, you know what that's about, right? When she said she hadn't read it. And I'm like, I was kind of surprised you brought it into the skip. <laughs> like, you know, she probably enjoyed the shit out of it. She probably that's why did. That's why she's avoiding me. <laughs> you know, um, I'm really bad about that. Is like when I'm scrolling through Libby, if I don't have anything that I'm like really wanting to read, I'll go through Libby and I'll just like start adding books. I do that too. Though. I totally judge them by their covers. Oh, absolutely. I don't ever Is that why read... you got that Navy SEAL book? I'm using No, I'm reading that series because I like <laughs> oh, it. Oh, well, wait. But she the was... Navy SEAL book. There no. must be a hottie on okay, the cover. Okay, so it's a Navy They're SEAL book. They're all hotties on the yeah, Exactly. That's I, I what happened. I hear this tone in your voice. <laughs> because, so you can't tell me it's not a porn book because you say, oh no, it's a story about Navy SEALs and he falls in love with this girl. But the cover is a dude with his shirt off. They're all the covers are all like that. Though. I mean, if he's a Navy SEAL, he better look like that. Yeah, but you don't make that the cover. Yeah, you but do. Who is your audience? <laughs> oh, yeah. Your but, audience but, is people who okay, are shirtless so, men. So that's to my point that it's a porn book. No, it's not. No. That doesn't make it erotica. It could still be erotica. Pornos have storylines. I didn't say they don't. So does that make them <laughs> she good didn't movies? Say they don't. No one said they don't. No, I, no, erotica is just a different genre, yeah. which would be closer to porn. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what she reads. No, I read other books. So one of the books that I was going to bring up that I read because you gave five stars and I specifically bring this one up because it was such a weird genre for me to read, but I super enjoyed it with the others. Oh, the yeah. series. I love it. Man, I got so caught I just up. Re I just started rereading it last year. I think probably like you had like reviewed it or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that one looks like it was the one with the girl on the cover. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that looks like something yeah, I would read. Red is the first book. And um, then I started reading it and I just killed that series in like yeah. two days. I couldn't she stop. She did so <laughs> great at the bringing the, the animal characteristics into those characters. Yeah, and it was really good. That was good. But it was just like the whole series. It is weird though. Yeah. yeah. But like the whole good. series. I know when she it, was telling me about it and I was like, when it started, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it starts out really weird. Then, yeah. Because it's like animals and vampires and like people. And this, and this girl cuts herself to see visions. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. Like the whole thing was just like a wild ride. And then in the second book, you find out like there's these horses that are really like the elements of the oh, world. Yeah. And I, I love was like, the elementals. shit just keeps getting crazy. <laughs> Do you ever think about the elementals now when like the weather gets all crazy? <laughs> Because I do. It's a good... I mean, it was a really good it's series. Good. This girl was on fucking drugs writing these books. No. It was It so. was a good series. I think it's I closer it. to like Native American type of beliefs. Yeah. I but it was like... It was a series that I would just never have chosen. Like if I didn't see... 
Like, yeah. if it didn't pop up as, like, something... Her other that series is even weirder. That's Anne Bishop, right? So she yeah. wrote... Um, she also wrote what's called the Dark Jewels series. And that was the first books I read by her. And it was probably, like, 15, 20 years ago, maybe. But those ones I read, and it was crazy. So you know how, like, women are usually, like, cast as the victims, like, mm-hmm. especially sexually? She put the men in that role. Oh, wow. And it is interesting. And there's like tools that control men around their penis and and things like that oh, that God. they use. And it's it's interesting because she I flips. Right yeah, but <laughs> like, she ah. flips it on its side, and I've never seen it done that way. But it's like it's like really crazy. But it's like you know, I haven't seen any other author ever do that. Yeah, like to that extent. I don't think I read any of her other books, and I read like I read a lot, but nowhere near as much as you. So I found it. I've I've read according to Goodreads, two thousand one hundred thirty-eight. So total it, books oh, total. so those are my want to read is twenty six thousand, oh, which i okay. add to every day that's so still a lot of fucking books so that's probably i think i've tracked since like 2016 maybe 2015 in there when i joined goodreads so i think we just started goodreads what last year like last we did the reading the challenge, challenge last yeah. year it's fun yeah i love it i do i just i get caught up where like I'll, I'll go through like Libby binges where I'll just be like adding a bunch mm-hmm. of books on Libby and then I have to go over to Goodreads and like find them all. <laughs> like, why don't you guys talk to each other? They need to so connect Amazon those So Amazon does. T- well, Amazon bought Goodreads, but um, like if you have, I'm not really a Kindle reader. I prefer, I prefer physical or audio just because I can't have my Kindle at work. So I just never take it anywhere. Um, but if you have Kindle books, it'll sync up with Goodreads and you can even highlight things on your Kindle and it'll save it as like a quote. Hmm. I listen to, to or I read Kindle books occasionally if it's not available on audio. Yeah. Um, but only because I can log into Kindle on like a web page at work yeah. and pretend like I'm doing work while I'm really reading. Yeah, I'm sad we can't do Audible <laughs> at work anymore since the 2FA. I cannot get into my Audible. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So how do you, can you get to Libby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I use Libby. So I use, uh, you have the Houston one? Are you using mm-hmm. Houston? Do you guys have Texas driver's license yet? Mm-hmm. Houston Public Library. They have free access to everyone with a Texas driver's license. Oh. And oh. then you can just add it into your Libby app and you have multiple libraries to search. We just we just have a uh, good fellow or DOD, like DOD and library. Uh, San Angelo. I actually don't. I need yeah. to go get one from them. I just need to walk in there. There are so many books. Yeah. On the DOD library, like books that I wouldn't expect. Like yeah, they have, I've looked at it, but I just have to keep re-entering my stuff because yes, I don't have a annoying. library card number. So no, I, just I have a library card number, and I still have to keep putting in my DOD stuff. Weird. Yeah, it's annoying. And then I have to send it to my work, so then I can't listen to it at home. So then I just end up like not keeping up with it. <laughs> like this is too much work. Yeah. But they have a lot of stuff available all the time, yeah. where other libraries might not have it. Because I think I have Tom Green, and then I have Houston, and then my friend and I share libraries. So I have her Florida, and then. I can't remember what the other library we have is. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Like, when we move, we'll have to go. you got to get the one here, and then yeah. you have that one. We have or the Tom Green County one, yeah, but yeah, we don't we have, have the Houston Green. one. Yeah. So that's yeah, the one I have. Can you do it online? Yeah. Oh. Add the DOD. It's just HoustonMyLink.com. Oh, nice. It's really easy. Yeah, we know. We'll go edit. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, they have so many books. And then I recommend books. Like, Houston screwed me the other day, because I recommended books over, like, the past, like, three years. And I, they must have got some sort of a grant. 
and went through and they bought, I had like 35 books that came in on my hold list. I'm like, I can't read all of these at once. <laughs> That's the problem that God. she has. <laughs> and then I'm like, I can't read these all, but I just kept doing the save for later. Well, you know, like when you're going through and you're putting all these books on hold, it'll be like, this will be ready in 17 weeks. This yeah. will be ready in 13 weeks. And then you'll weeks. get them all at once. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so right now I have like five books, but I'm reading this one book. And I just can't get through it. It's just... You just got to put it down. It's called Camp Zero. Have you read that one? I've seen it. I don't think I've read it. I've, yeah. I've seen that. So I, that one's familiar. It's like... Uh, if it's, it's not for you, there's too many books. Don't waste I your know. life. I can't. <laughs> I can't give don't up on it. Don't waste your life. That's like... That's when I kind of start skipping the chapter. Like, is this chapter better? Yeah. Well, like... But do you count that book as read when you do that? It depends how far I am in the chapter. Like, mm-hmm. like I very rarely... like. DNF a book because I try to give that author the time that they deserve but sometimes I just I hate it too much and then I, I won't <laughs> yeah. review it I just won't like sometimes I'll write a review but I won't rate it so yeah. it doesn't show up in their ratings but sometimes I will tear the shit out of a book and I feel bad as an author like I know what you put into this but this is terrible this was not ready to be published right. like it's usually editing is where I really tear up somebody like why did you not you spent all this time why did you not hire a professional editor yeah like we have a friend who is um a high school english teacher over at lakeview mm-hmm. and she's like just put the book down and walk away like i don't finish books all the time yeah. and i'm like oh it makes well, i read like, like four at a time so i also can rotate yeah and he come does back. that too yeah yeah not finishing books is starting to make a lot more sense to me um just because oh, fuck there is so many books to read I, i'll never make it through them all yeah i want to i want to be a ghost that comes back and can read more like <laughs> i hope i hope we can read more as a ghost or something. But there's a lot of books like out there that uh, like the ones I look a lot at the top 100 list like books you must read. Yeah, I get mad at those lists because I'll read it and like this book is terrible. Some Who voted them, on this? Yes, book? some of them are <laughs> fucking horrible. horrible. But then you come across the books like um, like I read Frankenstein and Dracula. And Frankenstein was, is weird. It was so hard to get through those books, but in the end, like they're really good stories. I love Dracula. I've read it like so many times, but. Frankenstein I read as part of my the- uh, part of my thesis um, we had to read some and I'd never read it I, I'd, I try and do at least five to ten classics a year because I just never read most of them yeah but yeah, Frankenstein same here, I, like got, I got pissed when I read that book like how did you make this movie off of this this is so far from what the book was yeah. and like the whole thing is like this freaking captain's letter mm-hmm. like the entire book did he make it all up like <laughs> you know because he's like delirious and dying and I hated Frankenstein. Like the guy Frankenstein. Like yeah. I oh, love, yeah. I love he, was, his he was such a piece of shit. I love his monster. And there's so many weird little offshoots that are kind of fun that tell like his sister's story or or his wife. And Oh, yeah. I've never seen any of those. Yeah, but like, yeah. I try to read the classics, but I think last year I only read one. Hour, well, I read probably a few, but like I read The Scarlet Letter again. And I just remember it being like so much better, better. when I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> so if you liked it when you were a kid, like it, it's hard because you've changed so much as a person that you read the book as you are. So that's yeah. why like when people are like, oh, I hated this book. And I'm like, that's okay. We don't all love the same things because we're all different. And I can read this book five years later and I will read it totally differently because yeah. it's all where you're at. So you try and find the people who like the same kind of books you like. And then, okay, you like this book. Like my friend and I, we almost never like the same book. So I'm like, I gave this one five stars, so don't read it. But if we <laughs> gave it like three or four stars, we're usually right in the same. If she gave a star, like if she gave a book like one or two stars, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll probably love that book. <laughs> like we're opposite. That's funny. That's kind of how we are. Like he likes all these self-help and professional books and i'm like Ugh. i do some they just of those fucking drain me like it's so well, much brain power it's so much repetition like okay are you over yourself yet <laughs> yeah th- there are some books where it's like okay the first 
few pages you explain what this is about and yes. it's kind of and then there's some good stuff but then it's like why is this book still going yeah it just keeps going and going I think one of the ones I read recently was like um, quit knowing when to give up and like everybody raved about it so I read it but it's like after like the first third of the book she just keeps saying the same thing over and over and over again I'm like this, this part of the book was really good but like how many times can you say the exact same thing yeah and everyone's like oh this is great and i'm like do these people really read the whole book though or did they just like read that part and they're like yeah that book was great and they put <laughs> it down that's what i think uh that's why i stopped reviewing books because or not reviewing but like giving them five stars or whatever because i found myself like i get a professional development book and like i get a nugget out of it but the rest of the book was garbage and i'm then like I give oh, it a three five stars i'll give it a three and, and i'll just say this part is good this is not and then yeah. people know I don't know. I just, I felt bad <laughs> given less than five stars because yeah. I got something out of it. And I was like, I'm just not going to review anything. I'm just going to read, post it. I'm good. I just section it. I'm like, this part is five stars. This part is two stars. Here's where I'm at at my final star. Three, four, 3.5, whatever. Yeah. I'm lazy uh, too. So I don't go through the time and ev- or I don't put in the time and effort to like do all that. Well, just- we started the co-ed book group because men actually read a lot more than women do. They just talk about it less. So we're just trying to get more, like, I started reading because of my dad, and, like, my mom used to never read. And, like, even now, my dad and I still read every Stephen King book together. And so it's just, I always had a man in my life that was the example of constantly reading, where my mom would, she was more into, like, self-help or spiritual or whatever. And, like, me trying to, I've gotten her into psych thrillers um, and, like, some contemporary stuff. But, like, she's never going to be into horror or fantasy. Yeah. Well, that's like him. Like, he physically reads like hard back books more than me I guess I'm like he likes to hold the book and I'm just I do I would rather read it on my phone or just listen to it I do but I get interrupted so much like because your mom like you get interrupted like okay if I sit here for two seconds now there's like 80 things I need to do but I like it like it but sometimes I just have to force myself like okay just sit here and read for this amount of time this is your time what are like out time top three books see I don't know it's hard because I'm such a mood reader I have more like authors that I love I guess like like Jacqueline Carey she wrote like the Cushy Old Trilogy um, which really stood out to me as like uh, it's like an epic fantasy adventure romance that was so good and then like Stephen King of course because my dad and I have that so then I love Joe Hill because he's Stephen King but grayer yeah. you know he gets darker than Stephen King does he's more straight horror as opposed to psych thrillers um, Sarah Douglas is like this really good fantasy author that's Australian. Uh, she actually passed away a while back. Uh, Terry Goodkind, he also just passed away like a couple years ago, but he has like, epi- I like the epic suite. Like you made this whole huge long series of, of epicness and, um, man, I, I keep thinking of authors that are dead now. Like <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Kane, she just died. <laughs> all my authors all are dying. Are gone. <laughs> she wrote like a bunch of different stuff that was all great and. I, I don't know. Like, I have books. Like, I think one of the recent books that I keep putting up as a huge one is um, uh, The Martian. Uh, no, not The Martian. I'm sorry. Um, Ready Player. Or, no, what the heck? Yeah, is Ready Player One. No, er- no. Ernest Klein. It's, no, it's. Um, Andy Weir. No, what is. It's got uh, Rocky. What is. It's the same Andy Weir, but. Um, Oh, gosh. What is that book called? Oh, man. I just read one. Project Hail Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was like, it's something like Ready Player. Yeah, Project Hail Mary. It won What's the Audi. Last year or the year um, before? Like, you have a really good memory of, like, I read this book, this is what it's about. I'll be like, oh, I remember reading that book, but I have so to, like, So, the beginning is kind of hard to get into because it's really hard science fiction. So, if you're into that, like, math and, and science, it's it's a yeah. lot of that. But then it's, there, it's, like, this last chance to try and save Earth because the sun 
is is uh, about to destroy us and they, they they're trying to go and they've they've come up with all of these assessments and he's like this i think he's a high school science teacher is oh. how he kind of gets involved is he's kind of this genius but he just teaches high school science it's something i want to read it's so read. good but then he like goes out into space like on this last ditch effort to try and save the planet and he knows it's a suicide mission mm. and that's why it's called project hail mary um, um but I it just, i'll think about a different one it from ends Andy up Weir. uh probably the martian no, no, it's a different one. Did he write Artemis? Yes. Artemis, that's yeah, that one. That's the second one of, yeah. of The Martian. Though. Oh, yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's, it's book it, two. They go hand in hand. <laughs> it's yeah. book two. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you gotta go back. Well, then, then I might be thinking of a different book, because I'm thinking of like the female protagonist, where she's like a criminal. Oh, uh, I think like, gra- what, no, what was No, that? that's, that's Artemis. That's, that's Artemis. Yeah. Where she's like in the. That's the th- part of The Martian? It like I think, I think um, it follows the timeline. Yeah, so like the oh, Mar- okay. the Martian cool. like set up that I haven't read it yet. It's in my list. They set it's up good. the it's um really Isn't he the one who like set up the thing on Matt Damon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he made potatoes, right? That yes. Guy? Yeah. yeah, so this <laughs> is like potatoes. Out of shit. <laughs> this is like hey, the second story. Got. So like they make a whole city there and she's like the protagonist in that city. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't put that together. Yeah, I haven't read those yet. I, I ended up randomly reading this one for book club and it was so good. I remember like, I really liked Artemis. No, the Martian was like, it didn't do it. For See, me. it seems like you're either like one or the other from, yeah. from everyone I listened. They either liked one Martian or Artemis. Um, for biographies, I think my favorite one recently has been um, Finding Me by Viola Davis. Oh, I saw you reviewed that oh, one. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was good. But it was hard. Like, I just want to hug her. Like, she's reading it to you. So it's Is really good. Is she like good. an Oprah? No, no, uh, she's re- no, she's just very matter of fact, and she's like, you know, I, she's not making excuses, and she's not asking you to feel bad for herself. She's just like, this was just the facts of my life, and mm-hmm. I just never ever gave up, and she just kept going, and she knew what she wanted to do, and and now that she's she just reached, you know, that epitome of getting all five awards is just amazing, and like she's very well deserving. She's worked her butt off, and I just you just want to hug her, though. Like, yeah. like I want to meet her in life at some point so I can just hug her. She, like, she looks like she'd be a cool person to meet. Like, yeah, she's just like her. Hers was really good. I actually loved Will Smith, but I read his pre-slap. Oh yeah, same <laughs> I here. It, I read it before it the slap. Everything. And, and now I'm like, I'm glad I read it before the slap because I loved it. Oh uh, yeah, I liked it too. And then, but now I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it was pretty much like no hold back with him, and then. But then he slapped him. And I'm like, and I feel bad for him. I really do. I just, I just like, cause I, his wife's a demon. Oh, well, I, well, he just snapped and it was a terrible time to snap yeah. and, and very publicly. And you can tell he's just like, I just feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I don't really read like biographies often. I do sometimes. Like, I, I read a couple. The last one I read was Michelle Obama's, and I just... I hated that one. I did, too. <laughs> I, hated I hated it so much. It was, like, name-dropping. Like, so I can call in all these favors. Like, it was weird, and it felt, like, very inauthentic. Yeah, like... Political book The more problem. I read it... Because everyone had, like, rave reviews about it, right? Like, everyone was like, this is, like, an amazing book. So I was like, okay, like... No. I'll hear it out. They're just like, I like Michelle. No, but that doesn't make I the book good. I hated it. <laughs> it was bad. And people were like, how did you think? Of, or what did you think about the book? And I was like, oh, it was okay. Like, Well, and then but. she spends like this inordinate amount of time talking about this tree that she can see outside of a window. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was it weird. Was yeah. It was really I strange. I don't think I've read it. Was, it. It was really strange. I wanted to listen to Barack Obama's book. Have you listened to I haven't to listened to his yet. I heard that one's yeah. good. I, I listened to it and I don't know. Promise it was Land. One, yeah, it was yeah. When we were doing 75 hard and i don't remember any of it 
know. <laughs> Your brain was still yeah. altering itself. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah, you guys did awesome. Like, I'm like, I'm not dedicated <laughs> enough for that. Uh, have you ever read On Writing? Yes, yes. I have. Yeah. So, I have it up there. Yeah, so I have. I like, own that one, too. It's my favorite it's biography. Carrie, Carrie gives me motivation that he hated it so much. So I've never read any of his books i've read what? one but it's like some it? unknown one it's called elevation and it was just super weird uh that's one of his worst books ever it was i bad. honestly think so my my so far my two least favorite stephen king books were elevation and oh gosh revival or something where it's the reverend mm-hmm. is terrible but yeah. that's the only book of stephen that's king i've one ever of his read worst books he ever wrote to me <laughs> but i know he's a great author and he has all these no books. no you got you gotta give him another those ones are terrible you just read like one i just saw i just finished the outsider for the second time because holly is uh, the main character and she's getting her own book coming up this year oh I'm so uh, yeah i've got to read something because his his memoir or biography or Do whatever you like it is, history it's like yeah so uh, I'm going to butcher this. Okay, whatever date the, the JFK assassination was is the name of the book, which is like 11 I'm off by numbers, I'm sure. Something like that. I'm yeah. terrible at remembering dates. That book is good. So there's always a paranormal element because that's who King is. But it's like they find this way to go back in time and he's trying to stop it. But then everything he does has ripple effect. And then he comes back. But then if you find out you screwed something up and you go back, you have to... It's like the butterfly effect. Yeah, it resets. So everything you did to fix things, now you have to do all those things again. And everything has to fall the exact same way. But it's got like the conspiracy... Oops, sorry. The conspiracy theory of, um, you know, was the CIA involved and stuff like that. So it's it's really good. good And if you have Hulu, they did a TV show with uh, James Franco. um, Oh, really? Playing the main character. That was pretty good. The book's better still, of course, obviously. <laughs> yeah. but I'd books, have to read the book. The book's almost always better, except for The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. I feel like the movies were better. Uh, really? Yeah. You raise your mic up a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, when oh, I, right I hit myself, use my hands too much when I talk. I just... That's um, good. That's good. I don't know. Like, I need to give Stephen King a try. I just never, like, got into it, but... Very few of them are true horror. Yeah, I think it's just because, like, when I think of it, I just immediately think of it. Like, that's what my brain goes to. And I just, like, have this very uncomfortable feeling about clowns. (laughs) Yeah. But no, there was another book on your list that I just saw, a Stephen King book. I read several. I was looking at your Goodreads before you came over. I haven't read any except for Elevation, but his fucking biography is amazing. It is good. That was uh, a good one. Uh, Ray Bradbury does a really good book on writing as well oh really zen and the art of motorcycle or something like that oh that's his ray bradbury yeah i did not like that book um no no i'm i think that you're thinking of the guy that was the afghanistan guy that mm-hmm. wrote about the motorcycles no zen and the art of motorcycle. I, I, I could i'm terrible I or motorcycle look, maintenance look motorcycle maintenance <laughs> no what was ray bradbury's because I, I read that one and i don't know i just i couldn't get into it i'm i'm not into bikes and there was a lot of philosophy and uh, I couldn't do it, but Stephen King's his that was, was good. Yeah, what is it called? It was badass. Just like going through Zen in the art of writing. Sorry, the motorcycle was, one is the guy. That's why I'm like, I know that's not right because that's yeah, the, that that's weird. the guy. That's the guy that wrote um, Khalid Husseini, Husseini or something like that. I think was the guy uh, who wrote Zen in the Art of Motorcycles, and they made a movie. I didn't watch it or read it, so I don't know. Zen in the art of writing. Uh, yeah. So I that's good that if you're interested in books about writing. That's that's one of that's a really good one. That's old. Segway into writing. Yes. 
since you're a writer. What do you call yourself, a writer or an author, or both? It doesn't matter. I, okay. don't, I don't know. I'm not stuck on one word. I think uh, they're the same. I think it's synonymous. Uh, I, I just think writing maybe, I don't know. I think it's just how you define yourself, because we're all like have imposter syndrome. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's <laughs> bad. Uh, so what have... You've authored a book, haven't you? I did. I'm on my third edit. I've been, I was terrible last year. So Mar- May, I'm doing a 31-day edit of like a huge comprehensive edit because I've done two edit passes of the full-length novel. And then I need to like things that you just, you know, like things I didn't think about, like, okay, the clothing and, and where they're at and do more setting description. Just, you know, beef up like some of the details and stuff. Uh, make sure that the flow is there and leading into it being a series book. Um, so the book's called Radiate, and it takes place on um, Io, uh, which is one of Jupiter's satellite moons. And it started out as this fantasy novel that I still want to do something with this idea, but it was like too complicated to describe. So it was about like star people, and I created this antagonist that she was terrible, so I put her in a terrible location. <laughs> and as I started describing her, she became the most real character and she ended up becoming my my protagonist, my main character. And now I'm in this terrible location that I've had to write a whole book on, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's in, like, taking place in, like, I wanted this volcanic planet because I was doing all this stuff with elements. And um, so now it's in the lava tube laboratory is where I've, I've placed it. And they're, like, it's kind of like the island of Dr. Moreau meets, like, She-Hulk with a little bit, like, my mad scientist. She's, she's kind of like Dr. Moreau mixed with... Um, like the female Doc Oct from the Spider-Verse, um, if you ever got into the comics, um, where she she has, she has thinks she's doing the right thing, but she's they're ultimately trying to come up with a way for humans to sustain radiation. Uh, you know, Earth's gotten real radio radioactive, and they want to be able to, instead of going out in like short stints, they want to be able to actually just thrive in a radioactive environment, because that's just what Earth is now. And so um, Io is the most radioactive thing that we know of in our our galaxy so I just kind of went with that so I've had to research a lot about radiation and lava tubes and I had read <laughs> the island of sea women which they hide in the lava tubes so then I started looking at maps of Jeju uh, Korea and stuff and then Hawaii also has some and like Mars maps and it got really weird but holy crap you're going deep into that research yeah because then you gotta look at the materials of your costumes and then you know like because they kind of have they get these powers it's like a superhero in origin story of my main character her name's Amalthea and um, she kind of gets a little bit of I guess kind of like the thing where she kind of uh, merges with the elements and, and they protect her like she gets this igneous rock sort of a a thing coming up and then I'm like okay but what do I do with her clothes now like is this you know you kind of got to go through all the superhero what what things can I do do they rip like the Hulk you know do they just disappear like other things you know so then yeah those are the details that I'm I'm working on now and then I had to what materials are these made out of like what does this look like so when I made my cover I'm like oh I guess I didn't really think about what they're wearing like it just wasn't important <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I wrote the book and then I kind of had to go through and and what I found was uh, Monsanto actually is who makes most of the current threads and futuristic threads of things we put out in space, which is weird. All your GMO stuff comes from Monsanto. And they are making the material for making um, like spacesuits and stuff, yeah. like especially on these like like SpaceX types of missions. So anyway, that was a bad description. It is called Radiate. It is <laughs> no, about <laughs> the superheroine and she's... They're trying to uh, just be seen as 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 um, the humanity of they're still humans too, and and just kind of that struggle of 
um, you know, they know they all die really early and they're, they're just trying to be recognized. Like they, they get called by a number instead of their name. And that's one of her things. She just wants to be seen as, as real. When are you hoping to like officially publish it? Um, that'll just depend on, I, I'll submit, uh, after I finish this. So I'm hoping by the end of the summer, I'm going to start pitching to agents. I really want to traditionally publish just cause I just want to do that i've always pictured that in my head my name on a book and hell yeah you know like even if it's i want a smaller imprint so you get better you know hand holding being my first book but um any imprint of a larger house would be cool but you know anything i'll take anything <laughs> you know <laughs> publish my book i just i don't want to self-publish unless i have to because i just don't have the quantity of books in me that you need to make money that way but um, so I'll start pitching and I've got my agent list that I keep updated of who's looking and what they're looking for. And I've talked to other authors at signings that have, you know, that are looking for speculative fiction books right now and just kind of keeping, keeping in touch with those, keeping those connections going. And, um, then I'll just kind of see, do I need to go to a prof professional editor now or do I use their professional editor? So that's kind of yeah. why I want to pitch first. Cause if you get a deal, then they usually have someone they want to use. Um, so so you're pitching to authors or not no, authors, you not to, to agents agent. and mm -hmm. then they and, go and publishing to companies. publishers? Yeah, it just depends on what the request of, if a publishing house is more likely to use an agent, you want to have an agent. But I also think it helps because I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I've learned a lot in my degree, um, but I've just never done it. So I, I'd like to learn the process from someone who has more knowledge than I do. I would love to, like, I want to have my own editorial business and be an editor in the future. I, I think that's really where your steady income is. And I love editing, not my stuff, of course. Just like, I hate, you hate cleaning your room, but the rest of the house is fine, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so. so. The, some of the agents, are they local or they're all online? I don't actually know any local agents. They would all be online. But, you know, and, and they're accepting submissions now or not now. And you just kind of keep, I just have like a running Excel sheet that I keep updated of. How do you find them? Um, there's lots of different resources. There's different like Google Doc or Google Sheet that keep that stuff. Um, man, there's like a, probably hundreds to thousands of different places. You kind of want to look for a publishing house that publishes your genre. And then usually you can find agents or you go read a book that is similar, like in the same genre and you go look at the end, who's their agent? What publishing company? Okay. So these are people who publish this type of book and just word of mouth and things like that. But there's a ton of stuff that you can go online and it's just, they've got lists of agents and what they're accepting right now and um, what, what their requirements are for the submission and, and you give it to them. And some, some places you can just uh, submit your book to the actual house. Yeah. But you just got, there's so many rules and each one has their own rules. You just got to read through it all. And <laughs> because sometimes you can only, oh, you can only submit to like one place and this person has to give you a response within this time before you can submit somewhere else. Oh, really? That mm -hmm. sucks. Yeah. The biggest thing is making careful you don't post anywhere that considers it a published part of your book because there's a lot of gray area there. What do you mean? Like if part of your book has been published, they may consider it to be a published novel and now they cannot legally accept that as a book in their house. So there's all these really weird... So like if weird... you post a portion of it for like public consumption? So yeah, it just depends on... There's so many different like areas that you... I don't know what my mom wants. My mom keeps calling me. But <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. So um, it's just... There's just so many... It's just reading all of the, the fine print. You just really have to read the fine print on that. But I did just get a short story published last year. I saw that. Um, it was just in the Penman Review, but hey, it's still published. And that was fun. 
that was just something short I wrote, like just for an assignment. Nice. Um, that was about a wrestler, a high school wrestler with an eating disorder. Because I used to be involved in wrestling a lot, like as a wrestling manager. And I loved it. Right. I hate that we don't have wrestling in Texas, like in high school here. It's, yeah, there is. No, there's not. Not here in San mm -mm. Angelo? No. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not a sport. We have gymnastics, no. but we don't have wrestling. No, I, didn't I mean, know I'm that. cool with gymnastics, but why don't we have wrestling? Yeah, because in El Paso, it's like huge over there. Yeah, I've I've tried like even like ASU and stuff. Like a lot of the colleges don't have it as a sport. I'm like, this is an Olympic sport. That's why nuts. I didn't it? know that that they didn't have yeah. wrestling. It's weird. I was like, yeah, our, our nephew um, does wrestling in El Paso. Yeah, but he's gigantor. <laughs> well, my yeah. son's like small but really strong, and I'm like, you're perfect for those like welter weights. Yeah, get you up in there. But he loves football, so that's what I was gonna say. Does he sport? Yeah, football. He did his first full season of basketball. He loved that too. But football, nice. he, he put him in any position, and and he'll he just doesn't want to be the quarterback. As long as he's not the quarterback, he's good. How do you feel about football as a mom? This was my first year of tackle, and I was really nervous because of injuries and stuff. And um, honestly, his coaches were amazing at working with how to do things safely so that there's no injuries. And I think we only had one kid get hurt. I mean, it's always a risk any sport that you do. Um, but I feel like the, everything was pretty adequate to protect him. All the paddings were, were doing a great job and it's just always a risk you take, but yeah. he loved it and he loved tackling people. So he prefers to be on defense and tackle cause he's in control of that yeah. connection. Whereas when you're on offense, like when he's a receiver, like he knows he's going to get hit by someone instead of him hitting somebody else. So he's out of control <laughs> of how someone's going to hit him where he learned how to tackle safely to make sure that he's not hurting his neck or. What grade is he in? Uh, sixth grade. Oh, nice. So he'll go into seventh. So this will be our first school football this year. I thought I was going to say, is it like... Um, yeah, seventh is where all the school sports start. It's super weird. They don't have school in, or like sports in sixth grade here. Yeah, like I did fifth grade girls basketball when I was in school. But I also like when we're we're moving and the school that the kids are going to go to, there's no sports until high school. It's like weird. no middle school sports at all. Do they and do like rec department? It's, like it's just city league. Mm, so. Yeah, kind of like but rec I, department. I still think it's yeah. just weird. Like, why would you, like, how do you prepare somebody to be good at high school? If yeah. they, like, well, their first gymnastics, right? And no, soccer? They're not in it right no, now. They're but not. They're... Um, so our oldest daughter did track, and then our middle daughter did basketball, and then all three of them did gymnastics. That's right, I saw the basketball. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew they did the gymnastics. Um, yeah. yeah, Liam tried a little bit, but he did not like um, the gymnastics place he was at. He's like, Mom, it's really dirty. I don't <laughs> clean up very well. He wants, he's a little OCD to where he wants there to be like a regimented everything. You know where your place is. Yeah. And he thought it was too chaotic. What yeah. uh, middle school is he going to go to? Um, I think we're going to stay at TLCA, oh, the yeah? charter school. I've uh, liked it. I don't know if they do it there. Um but I know like for gymnastics for seventh and eighth graders, um, Central does a program where for their first period class, they can go to Central Gymnastics oh, that's cool. and practice with the high schoolers, with the high school coach. Um, and then they bust them back to their schools. So I don't know if they do it for TLCA. But I, I'm not sure. I know that there's a football camp with Central that I'm looking at signing them up for. But it's like all these camps are like, you shouldn't have a job because it's like yeah. <laughs> 9.30 oh gosh, to 11. Yeah. Like what? Well, yeah, Who so can get you there? So for Braylon, um, 
we just drop her off in the morning at like 7 30 and she goes to like at the gymnastics yeah because they have a whole building for gymnastics yeah. at central um and she practices there for her first period and then they just bust her to school and she goes to that's the rest cool. of the day yeah um, but she gets like that weird. regimented athletic like yeah. and that's why he likes football like you know yeah. your place you know what you're supposed to be doing yeah there's there's yeah. roles and and like i think he's gonna do a five on five league is signing up right now so I'm just trying to figure out if we have a team or if I'm just going to open sign up. Yeah. But he just wants to play. He just wants to play. He doesn't care. Put him anywhere. He'll play it. Yeah. Like he's obviously, he's really fast. So obviously he's better at certain positions, but because he never like really, he's like, I just want to play. Like sometimes he'll get put in crazy places yeah. that don't always just utilize his skills it. the best, <laughs> but he doesn't care. He's really coachable. He's just like all right cool he just he never he never let's fights go. against it he's like yeah let's go let's play i just want to play let's fucking go he gets so mad when people are talking and they mess stuff up like just shut up <laughs> he's like let's just play like stop messing around <laughs> he's serious uh, he loves football uh i really want to get back to your writing oh um, yes um, we sorry yeah i'm my have a how crazy uh, mind. how uh how long is your book um oh gosh so it needs to be longer because it's at 200 and something pages and they want me to be past three, which I... So what, I, like 80,000 words or something like that? Yeah. So I'm at 80 and they want me to be at... I'm at 80 something. I'm like really close to the minimum I had to be at to pass my thesis <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a procrastinator. But I think I'm at like 85,000 words and they want it to be closer to like 120 for science oh, fiction, shit. which I disagree with because I feel like... I'm kind of writing a little bit younger, like closer to new adult age. Like yeah. there's not really an age. I don't, I still don't know where to put that and uh, I can edit either way. But um, I feel like people have less of a um, attention span. So uh, they're more likely yes. to pick up a newer book that's that a is long shorter. Book. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like they're more likely to pick up a newer book that's shorter. And it's not hard science fiction where you get people like Andy Weir where that's hard science fiction. So they are expecting a long hard science fiction book. And, they, and they're good with that. Whereas I'm more of on the fantasy sci-fi side. So I call it Star Wars versus Star Trek. I'm on the Star Wars side of the more fantastical and the less science-y. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I feel like that for me to acquire new readers with an unknown name is my shorter book is if I go out to like 500 pages, people are less likely to pick that up than me being closer to like 250 to 300. And like uh, Becky Chambers, she's written a lot of really shorter science fiction novels and they've all been great. And nobody is saying, oh, this book should have been longer. So I think it's just a preference and, and everyone has an opinion on everything you do, but um, with that being said, I do still have a lot of things like costuming and, and settings to, to better describe, I think, to better put someone where I was in my head. It's hard to put that into words sometimes. Do you think um, like they want it that long? So when they edit it out, it'll be like at a good spot. So if you wrote like 250 mm-hmm. pages and then they edit and they take out a bunch of not like what they consider not necessary things. Yeah, like then fluff. You, fluff then you would be novel. down yeah. to like a 200 page book. So which, editing really seems to pull and put in at the same yeah. time like you're pulling out but you're also adding in a bunch of stuff so it just depends like okay this scene didn't work or you need an, um, an additional scene here of this so I think like you're both cutting and, and adding mm-hmm. just depending on what is what they see I need to get beta readers going after this edit so if anybody wants to beta read I'll read what's beta like test readers yeah oh yeah kind of give like a before you go real live with anything like 
hey, this didn't work for me. So I, I'm like trying to find anybody who reads anything. Like my mom is not a science fiction reader, so I really want her to read it because she's going to see things different than someone who accepts yeah. things in science yeah. fiction. I'll read it. It's yeah, to me. Awesome. Yes. Do you have a like a writing process? Like, hey, um, in the morning, this is what I'm writing. I'm writing so many words before I stop and because my life is so crazy not I wish I could do that more but like writing the outline helped me stay on track and then I can add and subtract from my outline like okay I need this scene because I've written all over the place I've not written in a linear way like I started with an intro but I always knew my end I've had my end scene in mind from the very uh, from the very beginning I knew how my book was going to close and I've known like the close now I've actually added an epilogue onto it um to bring out my my antagonist but um I kind of write scene by scene, but what writing sprints have helped me get way more words where you set an alarm for 20 to 30 minutes because the first 10 minutes you're like fucking around in your head. <laughs> like you're like, all oh, this noise, all this, you know, before you're really focused, like you're sitting there and like, oh, I can't think of anything, trying to get in the creative process. And then, and then something around like by minute nine, 10, you're like, oh, okay. Then I start writing and then now I can yeah. keep writing for a while, but those first 10 minutes are a waste, but that's why you put the 20 minute timer, at least for me. Uh, the sprint writing has been the best, but I, in my library is where I write. Like I go in, this is, this is where work happens. Yeah. And I do that with schoolwork and I'm like, see, I could work from home easy. I've got, I've got my mental space of work. Do you have to be in that space to, to no, write? No, I can sit on my bed and write. I can sit in the living room. I just take my laptop everywhere. And yeah. I just write on that. But I like to, if it's a new scene, I like to write it on paper and then I'll fill it. I'll type it up and fill in the details. I feel like my that sounds I, hard I, as shit. <laughs> I brainstorm better. Like I can, I can put like visualize things, or I can draw a little picture of of, of a scene or something. Like it looks terrible. No one would know what I was looking at, but <laughs> but you know. So, but so, I know. so it's more just like note taking. You're not actually. Yeah, it's like okay, I need a scene for this. Okay, now it's this character's turn because I have like three different narrators. And so then it's like, okay, this, this is going on. Like there's a torture chamber scene. So I kept forcing it. So I ended up having to draw kind of a diagram of how this torture chamber set up. So it makes sense when someone enters the room and where's the placement of everybody. And, um, it's supposed to be this really emotional moment of, of really like she loses a friend and yeah, I'm super excited to read it. I know. I hope like. I feel like you're like never done though. Like when do you when do you finally let it go? I I feel like that's way harder with this one, because I started out with I was writing a Chinese spy novel that was going to be my thesis novel and then. What happened to that one? I wrote it as a short story and I tried to expand it and I wasn't in her head anymore and so I had to find a new idea, and then I actually had a different idea and, and halfway through my degree my instructor said, you need to start over and I did and I hated him. And I definitely cried and said, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like, I was so frustrated. I was like, I don't even want to finish my degree. And I had that point where I was like, what is the point? Like, I just have to start everything over. That's where I'm at in my degree. And then, uh, but I did it. And I, mostly I just did it because I'm stubborn. Like, I'm super stubborn. And then when I'm mad, I want to prove people wrong. And so I did that. And it was way better. And I needed to do it. And he was right. But man, did I hate him. Like I called my advisor like, I don't think I can be in this class anymore. I hate this instructor. <laughs> and now I thank him because he made me, he knew I needed to do that. And yeah. he was right. And it sucked really bad though. What's, uh, what's your degree in? Um, so my bachelor's was uh, web design, uh, programming, uh, computer science. And then I wanted to write a book. So I found a degree program where my thesis was a finished novel. Like I had to write a full book. So that's why for my master's, I went and did creative writing, uh, specializing in speculative fiction because they let us pick a genre. 
So I picked my master's, which has nothing to do with anything I do in normal life and does not help me get to my doctorate. No, that's actually what I wanted to do. I wanted to take creative writing. Oh, absolutely. I learned so much. I'm My English, I thought was good. I thought I was a good writer. Everyone always praised me. And I'm like, oh, my English was terrible. <laughs> my grammar was terrible. Like I go back and read reviews I wrote like years ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is bad. Like I'm editing, my, I'm rewriting my reviews all the time. Like yeah. I have to go edit the grammar and like, man. I mean, to be fair, every time you go back and read something, there's always going to be. Oh, I know, but it was better. bad. Like I was like, I thought I was a good writer. I was proud of my stuff <laughs> and I go read it. I'm like, this is just awful. Like this is like elementary level, <laughs> but it's, it made me better. And I learned so much about the uh, publishing and, and the process of editing and, and things I just had no idea about. But it's so like good. when you, when you edit, um, I don't know. I'm like terrible at this. So like all you guys can judge me, but I don't know. like when I'm writing papers for school or like whatever, when, like in my dissertation, I never go back and review. I just write and submit. I'm terrible at that as well with my college papers. Like but those are, I'm done with it. Those I'm are done. different from like writing. Well, yeah. Writing. Like if you're publishing a novel, but I feel like, like when people do that, they do it frequently. Like it's just I try and do at least one edit with like spell check and stuff to go through actually Grammarly because I have a subscription to Grammarly and I love it we don't always agree but yeah yes. Grammarly is awesome though. Uh, Grammarly I highly recommend uh, there's a different I can't remember what's, there's another program like Grammarly that people always fight about which one's better but um, I, I just, just use Grammarly I've just used Grammarly school. I've paid for a subscription and it has been worth it yeah. because I was writing enough that I use and then I just have it plugged into my browser and my my Microsoft Word and yeah and there's different author programs that I have that I love, like Scriv- like Scrivener, but uh, I didn't start out in it. And for me to go backtrack and build everything in there, like when I write a new series, I will start in there and it'll be beautiful. But What's, I, what's Scrivener? <clears throat> like Grammarly? No, Scrivener's like an author program. It's actually made for Apple devices, but I can use it on my laptop. Um, so you'll like... Like it's when you're first doing your outline, you can outline everything. You can put your characters in there, your settings. You can put a scene in like a block and then you can move your scenes around. So it's really awesome. But starting out like halfway through your book and trying to go back and put all that okay. stuff in. I do put all my character, um, like different things they said, like um, what color was this person's eyes? Cause sometimes you forget. Yeah. Like, like I know what this person looks like, but that's such a base part of their, you know, like, oh, yeah. did this person like cheeseburgers or, you know, whatever, like you something know, random. I pick that shit out in books all the time i do too and where so they'll be like oh well she was standing there and her brown hair was flowing in the wind i'll be like two chapters ago her hair was red <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, and it drives me crazy and then i yeah. pulled out of the book and now you just lost a star because yeah. that's that's poor editing as well yeah. so the editor should have fixed that how do you spell it uh s-c-r-i-v-e-n-e-r yeah v-e-n yeah scrivener e-r yeah and it's they give you free like a certain amount of time i've actually never run out of it so the free trial you get is a consecutive time of use so like i could i could open it like today and not open it in six months and i still have that much time left which i think but um i can't remember how much i think it's like 100 but it's like a lifetime you bought that whole program nice i haven't looked at it in a while but there's so much we could talk about writing forever Oh, I know. I love it. I do too. I, I'm writing too. And it's just, I but I'm it. like not in the creative writing process. Like you are going to school for it. I just, I write my own shit. So I love research papers and oh, I, I hate research. Re- I love it. I've written a lot of research papers for money um, in the past for other people. You people's write my degree. dissertation? I've written, a, I, <laughs> I've written people's papers for money. Like I don't know, but cause that's probably, you shouldn't do that. But I love it. Like I would love, I would, one of my dream jobs would be just be a research, like be on a research grant and just research crap and write papers. Like I would be golden. 
travel around. Like all you these know, ASU professors, they're making bank doing that. I hate it, but I'm good at it. And I that's, too, and it's easy. Yeah, that's something that like... I wish like, I don't hate it because I love to learn. I wish like going through my degrees, I would have spent more time like actually dedicating to like writing the papers I wrote because like the example that mainly stands out to me is one time I had a final due and we were visiting Tennessee like my family and in my mind I was like oh it's a final I'll just write a day of like it won't be an issue and I like go in there and it had to be like a 25 page paper and I hadn't even like started looking at the requirements i am a terrible procrastinator like Me, yes. i will write that paper in a night that's and, I did, and i'll get an a i wrote that's yes a, I wrote so it, like, i'm not being punished like, yeah. like that's every college student now <laughs> i am the worst i wrote it in like four hours and i got an a on it and like i mean they gave me like detailed notes like this was great sentence structure like, like and you don't even the, read back this through was it, the perfect it use in. of like this <laughs> reference and i'm like i literally just pulled like the top mm-hmm. reference that was on my library search. Like, yep. I didn't even, I just got the reference from the abstract. I didn't even open up the actual PDF. But also <laughs> being an analyst and having done research, you're able to recognize what is useful and what is not faster, I think, uh, than yeah. other people. Yeah, it helps. So I think that you're able, okay, I can. I know what I'm looking to write about, and this yeah. is something that I can use this resource, so then it becomes easy, and, and I love it. See, that's why creative writing is hard. It's like, I have to completely come up with this out of nowhere and pull these ideas ideas out of my butt and sometimes they're just not there yeah. and so that's kind of why I scene jump like okay I can do this scene or I can do this and that's why people usually have like 80 books at the process at once like uh, I have like this great I, I want to do an <laughs> elephant shifter book so bad I can't make it work in my head but I want to because I have like this elephant obsession I don't have no idea how it's going to work but do you think you'll go back to your Chinese spy book I hope so I, I do I have a lot of ideas I'm not sure if I can use her because I kind of finished it and that it was like a longer short story. Like I could do a novella out of it. And that's why I've looked at like Amazon, uh, the Kindle Vela stuff. But those are usually serialized novels. Um, but I feel like maybe I could do it at that pace yeah. where it was broken up, where it's kind of just like adventures. Because she kind of had superpowers, of course, because it was <laughs> urban fantasy. But it's like she was like it was one of those things where they go in and uh, they're like uh, creating eggs in the laboratory of these like superhumans. And um I think I was watching too much Kyle XY and, and things like that at the time, but because I'm like, do they have belly buttons? You know, like <laughs> I was really obsessed about whether or not there were belly buttons. And, and so anyways, this guy, he's making his, per- it's this Chinese um, leader and he's making his perfect protege to carry on his company and, and him and the wife are estranged and, and these, the, the eggs are switched and one of them is stolen and she's like raised in, in America. And originally I had her in Seattle. I don't know why, cause Seattle, I'm like techie. But then when I moved here, like I wanted, and I started writing it and wanted to see the scene. So I set it in Austin and I would go and look at property sightings for like abandoned buildings and stuff of where I could put like a fight scene. But that was fun. Cause that was like my first fight scene that I wrote with like martial arts and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Did probably... you have to research a lot about like martial arts or not really? Well, I love MMA and like, uh, and like wrestling and stuff. So I was able to throw some of that in, but then like adding in weapons and, and like, I've watched a lot of Chinese, confi- you know, being Chinese and, uh, uh, not being Chinese, but being a Chinese linguist. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. I knew what you said, but like, <laughs> yeah, like, let me go back. No, but being a linguist, like we watched so many like Kung Fu movies because they were in Chinese and we would want to, um, we would want to translate those, yeah, but, that's uh, crazy. So, so then I watched a lot of fight scenes, but I would go back and watch some of them. Like I've got some good, like Jung, who is this assassin movie and, you know, and some of Jackie, Jackie Chan's stuff, of course. Jackie Chan's a man. I know. You know what though? I read his biography and I like him less. 
Oh, cause, yeah, don't read his biography. He's an asshole. He is. What? He's such a jerk. Yeah. He's so mean. I was like, oh, I should. Are never you talking about like this. his kids or just how he treats people? No, I can't remember. He was, it was his own words, and he reads it to you, and I'm like, really, <laughs> Like you're saying this about yourself? Like he's dang. he had a hard life growing up, and he wants the world to know that now he's on top <laughs> at all costs. He, he will do whatever to get there. But I, I just remember him talking about his kids and he's like, uh, oh yeah, he's a terrible dad. Yeah. Like my kids, um, they don't get anything from me. Cause like if I could make it my own way, then they should be able to make their own way. Yeah. And I think that's such a terrible mindset for people to have. I get it at like a very base level, but I feel like in practice it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get, you know, like we talk about this all the time on how like we grew up with not a lot and we made like. Mm-hmm. like nobody gave us anything you know like we had to do everything on our own we didn't have family to help or like people to watch the kids for us and yeah, stuff like that that's, that's me but i would never want my kids to be you know like now that i have the ability to help them i mean i don't want them to be fucking 30 living in my basement but also like <laughs> no, you, i want them to know like if they need help they could always come to us well just giving the mental health uh coping mechanisms like healthy coping mechanisms that just weren't even something that was cognizant when we were growing up and just just knowing that there's a safe place and knowing that they have support and um but also appreciation and and humility and and being having being a compassionate human being but why do you have to start out at a low level and struggle if there's no need for you to do that like you can still go from this point and then rise higher and then you keep building that block of your your legacy and your your children and and then they can do the same thing and it doesn't always work because every person is different but all you can do is provide the best opportunity and the best chance and then you give the guidance and you're there when they need it but why wouldn't you want to give them the best opportunity? I, I don't get why you want to start them off. I like, feel like there's below. like multiple celebrity celebrities who have that like mindset though. Like well, that's I like the here. same. I it sucked for me, so it should yeah. suck for you. Like <laughs> yep. going to the military. Yep. <laughs> God, that makes me nuts too. Yeah. Yep, all right. So. I think we need to wrap it up. Yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I talked too much. No, it's all good. That thanks. means we could do another one. Yeah. And thanks it, for having. We should have started with writing. I, yeah, I know. Well, I thought we were, and then I don't. We start talking about Montana. It just it goes. <laughs> It's my weird. mind uh, i can reach all the topics in in one day yeah um yeah next we'll definitely do another one if you're up for it oh yeah of course uh i like talking about writing i like talking <laughs> <laughs> but definitely books so i could i could talk about books forever yeah we didn't even touch on photography or cooking or oh we did recipes well there's so much shit there's that so you many do things, like that you're into it's like <laughs> Like I did a little bit of uh, iPhone photography for a little bit and okay. manipulating pictures and stuff, yeah. and it was pretty awesome. That's I enjoyed it. I think it's that's just like the creative side. But oh yeah, I love it. Anyways, I'm so non-creative. <laughs> research I make, papers. I make shirts and write research papers. <laughs> that's great. I can't make a shirt. Uh, Are you just yeah, gonna get one she of those? Uses the, the cry cut. Oh, the- She's creative too, just like in a in a different way. Um, like all the Scrabble words that you made. Not very creative. So. All right. Okay. But anyways, we'll uh, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for and having it, me. We'll bring you back. Um, it was fun. I was a little nervous, excited, but it, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always nerve wracking at the beginning. I mean, even for me, like I was like, oh, how do we do this again <laughs> with guests? <laughs> it's been like you just six, throw something out months. there. I'll, I'll run with it. Yeah. Um, but no, it was fun. We we got into it and it was it was all great. Um, so before we close it out, anything you want to close with? Oh man, I don't know. Like. <laughs> 
I'm supposed to say something profound. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. Pressure. Uh, what, what do they say? Uh, Ooh, wait, my favorite s- quote. S- my favorite quote is, all knowledge is worth having. It's my favorite quote. Uh, it's from Jacqueline Carey. Because right. she'll Okay. All knowledge is worth having. There you go. All like knowledge it. is worth having. I got to remember that. Um, yeah, it's just like save, save rounds, party shots, whatever. Um, <laughs> around the table. <laughs> yeah, around the table. Like shots. You, we're you. <laughs> Let me piggyback off of that. <laughs> we'll take shots next time. We'll take shots next time. Well, let's see where the conversation not goes. On a Monday there. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not I have to do that night. on the weekend. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, Make sure you go and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us five star reviews if you haven't done it. You have to do it. Yeah, I have Spotify, uh, but I'll, I'll hell yeah, I'll add you on Spotify because I never use my Spotify. <laughs> yes, and then um, uh, go and check out the website and subscribe I to the newsletter there. Hell yeah, um, and then give us a heart anywhere you go. Anytime we post something, we got a Facebook page again now. So uh, go and like that and heart everything. Um, <laughs> Other than that, babes. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see y'all next week. Later.